Hello, I'm M. And I'm Eyes. And welcome to our brand new podcast, Tipples and Tolkien. Let us be your guides as we return to Middle Earth this fall with the premiere of the new Amazon show, Rings of Power. We'll discuss episodes with you, tell tales of old, and even bring you a brand new tipple recipe every week to enjoy. You can find us on all major podcast platforms, as well as Twitter, which is at Tipples Tolkien, that is T-I-P-P-L-E-S T-O-L-K-I-E-N and Instagram at Tipples and Tolkien. So cozy up, pour yourself a drink, and come on a journey with us this fall on Tipples and Tolkien. Previously on Set Condition One. Kitsy, you and I didn't say it last week. Are you we serious? Just, we were too busy dicking around about something. Caleb said, so say we all, and then you and I said some bullshit. And then we stopped recording. That's very on brand for us. Yep. Action stations. Action stations. Set condition one throughout the ship. This is not a drill. Repeat. Action stations. Action stations. Set condition one throughout the ship. This is not a drill. The Cylons were created by man. They rebelled. They evolved. They look. And feel. Human. Some are programmed to think they are human. There are many many copies. And they have a plan. Action stations. Action stations. (laughs) Set condition one throughout the podcast. Welcome again to Set Condition One, a Night Shift Radio original. I'm your host, SC1 Actual Caleb, and joining me on the CIC and taking a big drink of water is the XO Kitsy. <laughs> I forgot. I, I forgot I was, I'm first in the introducing order, and I was like, oh, I got, I got plenty of time to drink this water. Nope. It's because it's uh, been such a long time since we've recorded together. It's been years, literally years. Literally. Uh, and uh, recently, completely, miraculously recovered from, from her ailments, uh, the president of the podcast and the 12 colonies, Andrea. It's a miracle because my blood is shaped like a stop sign now. <laughs> By ailments, uh, do you mean audio issues? Maybe. <laughs> I got to say, standing up today was not how i intended to record but i understand why your gesturing is so much like bigger and more animated when you're when you're upright i feel free today yeah yeah wait till you start pacing i don't have room to Prob- pace so this okay, is good, all you're gonna get i mean to speak into the microphone is already hard <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> now in your defense like i i, I i'm you know Reasonably good at returning to the microphone and speaking into it now, but you know, it, yeah. it took me I'm still approximately new. it took me approximately a year and a half of uh, recording at a standing desk to get to the point where Kitsy stopped yelling at me for <laughs> being still over here when I started talking. <laughs> as long as you're projecting, I don't see what the issue is. There's a huge issue because uh, you know I've explained this to both of you many times. Also, Caleb, you know, it's I don't fine. It's it's fine, Caleb. It's not like you were a professional musician and like used a microphone constantly for years or anything like that. So I can totally excuse the fact that you forget you have to talk into it. Excuse me, I was I in don't show choir. Ever forget? So I know all about a live performance. Thank you, Cumberbund bow tie. Cumberbund bow tie. Wasn't that Sherlock Holmes? <laughs> 
No, you're thinking of Bowtie Cumberbun. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yes. <laughs> Cumberbun, comma, Bowtie. <laughs> that was very um, good. Wow, we should just send the podcast now. Previously on Battlestar Galactica. The one thing that I have to say about this episode, just that I think sums up the entire thing, uh, is that this really, uh, of all the episodes that we've seen so far, highlights what happens when you get a truly random sampling of humanity. <laughs> like, you have however many billions of people, and you distill it down to, like, we got 50,000. We didn't pick them. They're just who we're left with. You're gonna end up with the fucking worst. <laughs> this yep. Was it sweeps week? This episode is wild. I just I want to go on record saying this is my least favorite episode of Battlestar Galactica, and this is the first time since my first watch through series that I didn't skip this episode. Oh wow! So oh, wow. I yeah I always skip this one because it's I just it's I it bores me. And it's not very good, and nothing really happens. <laughs> I wasn't bored, and I think stuff did happen. I didn't rewatch it, and typically I do watch the episodes at least twice. Um, yeah. Oftentimes, if, for example, there's a reason that I think we're going to record one night and then we can't, I'll rewatch it again. Um, this one I watched a little more recently, though, um, the first time through. And I don't know that I would opt to watch this one again. I don't know. Uh, Caleb, see, what one, are... This one... Like it, 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 it just, it, the things that happen in this episode, none of them really matter to the story. There's like, there's like one thing that matters. Well, there uh, is there. But, there's a case to be made to by saying that the events of this story are uh, somewhat realistic. As as I was saying, like if you take just a random sampling of fifty thousand human beings, you're going to get some terrible ones. Uh, and these kinds of events would then. Uh, by nature of the way humans are, especially the terrible ones, uh, these events would then occur um, very similar in some way, form, or fashion to how they do in this show. Yeah. Uh, and I think it also uh, maybe serves to highlight the Cylons' point that humans are terrible and, like, we should just kill you all and be done with mm -hmm. it. Uh, but that said, I also think that this episode could just never have happened and nobody would miss it. Yeah. I don't, exactly. I don't think I I think it it provides a little bit of background of what's happening throughout the rest of the fleet that we don't really get a window into right. often because the I show do. is primarily focused on Galactica. Yeah. But I don't think it was necessary. And I, or there could have been a different way that was more like integrated or um or something because I do like and I have liked episodes where we've slowed down and there's been a handful where we've said like this wasn't really about humanity versus Cylons this was about humanity versus humanity and and we've liked that and commended the show for being willing to do that but this episode mm -hmm. felt like um almost like a stunt episode like I know it wasn't a bottle episode because they went to different ships and more than we often see but there was still like it just felt like they needed a like for some reason, they were like, we have to put an episode in that, like, I'd be interested to see when this aired. Did it air, like, against the Super Bowl or something? And they were like, nobody's going to fucking watch this, so we need something that doesn't matter. That's actually a great question. Does IMDb tell us Thank the you. original air date? They Wikipedia for do. sure does. I, January 27th, 2006, so it might have been against the Super yeah. Bowl. Yeah. Huh. When, hey, Siri, when was the 2006 Super Bowl? 
The Seahawks were beaten by the Steelers in Super Bowl 40 on February 5th. It's the week after, but we were, that was a good theory. It was running up to it, though. Yeah. Too bad Apparently. the Seabucks be, were beaten by who? Seabucks <laughs> <laughs> rule. Seabucks rule. Seabucks rule. You, you know, I, I think my, my issue with this episode is that it, it, Caleb, I think you're absolutely right. Like, this is very accurate. This is like, I see this would actually happen. Like, you know, I, I, I believe that. I think my problem is that it really has nothing to do with Battlestar Galactica. There's no, like, yeah, there's like, you could have this whole episode you could have made with different characters yeah, and it could have been its own standalone little mini movie and it would have made sense and like not impacted. I don't know. I I just, like, I just, I think my problem is I wanted to see Starbuck do some dope shit. Starbuck didn't do any dope shit. (laughs) That's what I want to see every week. The only, did we even see her this week? The only thing, and I I don't remember if I asked you this, um, Kitsy, during the episode, but I was, I wasn't sure if we got, because it seems like every week something is happening and then we get a 48 hours prior. Um, and I wasn't sure if we got that and I was trying to figure out what the timeline was with. Apollo and maybe I mean we should probably talk about the episode a little more um in a more linear I kind of just want to dunk on it for the rest of the <laughs> just like I don't really want to like break it down I just want to dunk on it for an hour <laughs> there I are mean probably, you guys are cool with that there are probably some totally things doable. <laughs> there are probably some things worth but but either way um I couldn't get a sense of and I don't know if it's just me not paying good enough attention or if they weren't clear on how long Apollo had been seeing um I don't just want to call it a sex worker. Siobhan, how long he'd been seeing Siobhan before we get introduced to that? You definitely get a sense that like some time has passed enough for him to feel like he's developed a connection to her and divulge some things that he probably shouldn't have. Yeah, I mean, we definitely didn't need 45 minutes of Lee developing uh, (laughs) an unhealthy uh, attachment to a sex worker on another ship, uh, knowing full well that... Like, she's not in it for him. Right. Yeah. Well, the only thing I can think of that forgives the show um, this particular trespass is that um, we've been talking a lot the last couple of weeks about how Apollo's character development hasn't really made a ton of sense for us. Like, when he says the thing about, like, I didn't want to wake up or I didn't want to come back, whatever, when he was floating out in space, Mm -hmm. we were like, what the fuck is going on with Apollo? And behind the scenes, it seems he's been falling in love with a sex worker who, like you said, clearly, like, she knows they're not going to be. And and she's filling in in some way for his ex, whoever that was. Someone correct me if I'm wrong, but, like... We've never had, she's never been mentioned before or nope. whatever. Like they just kind of start th- showing us flashbacks of him with her as if we're supposed to know who she is. Well, I wonder if they're trying to course correct for that inconsistency of character. Maybe there was some feedback somewhere where people were, were having the same reaction we were like, what the fuck is up with Apollo? And so they needed an episode that plot, like it's plausible that this is stuff we hadn't seen happening, even though it feels unbelievable. Like I didn't buy that anyway but still i just i wonder if that's it has something to do with that yeah maybe but like kitsy i I think you're absolutely correct because you know in all the times i've watched through this like it's still jarring every time like suddenly seeing this woman with lee uh and then like you get little snippets uh mostly visual through the the flashbacks which are 
like entirely too repetitive in this yeah. episode, yeah. in my opinion. Um, but little snippets of like she was some uh, important relationship with him and like she wanted to be serious and to have a kid and he wasn't ready and they she play. got mad and left. And like, so they give like a little, like uh, just enough to give Lee some sort of motivation, mm-hmm. but not enough to make her a real person. And yes. that's annoying. Yeah. I thought I was missing something in those flashbacks. Like, I thought there was some detail I was supposed to be paying close attention to. And it wasn't even, like, my understanding, and maybe more will be revealed. Don't tell me either way. Um, But I feel as though it won't. But maybe more will be. But either way. It's literally just he, she wanted to, like, get serious, settle down, have a kid, and he wasn't having it. It wasn't that, like, she was currently pregnant and he, right? As far as we know. Yeah, as far right. as we know. You, you know what I think is, is missing in in this episode that would have made so much more sense is... Starbucks doing dope shit. Well, yeah, Starbucks doing dope <laughs> shit. Like, I, I would rather just watch her do an hour of, like, just pulling stunt maneuvers around uh, mm-hmm. in her Viper, you know? Yeah. Like, with no plot whatsoever, just like, hey, watch this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, um, hey, look what I can do. And and just, like, and her just, like, chirping at Lee and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, um, but, like... I think the thing that's missing here is they they need a scene of Lee like explaining to someone else, but also us like who this person was and and what she meant to him and why he's struggling with it. Why it's Instead such of a just big these vague deal. flashbacks, like even even if the flashbacks had some dialogue where they talked about like what they were going through versus just yeah. like being very just like you know hazy and whatever it's it's just like i feel like we were owed an explanation that we never got and we were just supposed to kind of figure it out without a lot of information yeah and that kind of it's just i don't know i want to see starbucks shoot some cylons (laughs) man (laughs) even if we had gotten this conversation between lee and siobhan so we actually hear it from lee's mouth instead of getting a really disjointed exposition like three quarters of the way through where siobhan recaps the things that he told her yeah uh, in like very minimalist like bullet point detail and like it just it, it definitely felt like it was rushed yes rushed yeah. is is a perfect word for it it just yeah she, did did Baltar write this episode? And by write this episode, I mean, did he agree to write the episode and <laughs> then like, oh, completely fuck. forget to do it? And then 20 minutes before they shot it was like, oh shit, let me write a script. Uh, dialogue, dialogue. Mm, we, we just won't, we just won't worry about dialogue. I don't know. It's like cloudy, a <laughs> lot of flashbacks. It wasn't even like the writer's strike. Cause that was like, yeah. an, you know, the year later. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm, just, I'm trying to look for reasons that they might've like, had to throw together an episode that like didn't really fit or something like that. But ooh. hey, Kitsy and Caleb. Hey, Andrea. Welcome to Andrea's Lost Corner. Oh no! You tricked <laughs> didn't me. See that, didn't see that coming, did you? Um, nope. I, it's been so long since we've had one. I kind of thought it was wasn't a thing anymore. Resurrected. Yeah. Hey, that's a thing from the show. Oh, part two. So I I wonder how was Battlestar affected by the writer's strike in the same way that Lost was? Because Lost, if Lost suffers at all, it's during that year where the writer's strike is happening. Because that show was only supposed to be a handful of seasons, and then it got extended. And so they had to scramble to make a longer, like, make more of a story. And then the writer's strike happened, so they had this space where they had to fill with some stuff. And that's where you get, like, Nikki and Paolo yeah. episodes. So I'm wondering if that, like... If this were a writer's strike episode, I'd be like, oh, yeah, of course. That makes total sense, and we just have to forgive them. But apparently that's not the case. Let's start a podcast where we just review shows, the episodes that happened during the writer's strike. <laughs> like, 
Let's let's review the worst of mid two thousands television. Yeah, you got it. No, no, thank oh, you. Okay. What else happens in this episode? We get another black actor playing a stereotypical role in a show that has very few people of color acting in the first place. And and I, I said this, Kitsy, when you and I were talking about it earlier, that like we have Alosha filling the like mystical black woman who's, you know, more connected to the earth. Now we have this like quote unquote thug, mm-hmm, both mm-hmm. of whom are now dead like they didn't even get to so the only one we have left is is um my girl d and i i still i can't explain why but i'm terrified we're gonna lose her so and and simon the cylon well and simon the cylon but we haven't seen him in he showed up to try to make starbuck have a baby and also get murdered and i shouldn't the fact that i can count how many like on one hand and and what has happened to them is such a like you're referring to uh, the character Phelan as portrayed yeah. by Bill Duke, uh, who uh, 80s film uh, connoisseurs might know as Mac from The Predator. Caleb, there were no connoisseurs in the 80s. They've been <laughs> extinct for thousands of years. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Didn't see me take the elevator it's, down. It's, it's fun, isn't it? <laughs> it Listeners, is I'm, I'm sorry. You should probably just skip this one and go go on to the next one. Uh, oh, we're due for a silly one. Wasn't much, last week? Much, yeah, last week was rough. We're due for a silly one. It's we've fine. had a few. Much like, much like this episode of Battlestar Galactica, this episode <laughs> yes. of the second edition one, it's kind of a throwaway. You know what? That's a good point. I, want, I don't want people to have to listen to this episode if they don't want to watch that episode of Battlestar. So. We, we've had a few, like pretty heavy hitting episodes recently some really hard subjects and like this one also has some some like heaviness to it but uh not it's not quite so bad um, they, they, they don't give it the gravity that 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 it should i think is the problem you know what else i think doesn't get the gravity it deserves <laughs> the moon now um the unceremonious and abrupt death of commander fist yes yeah Fisky, he's gone. I <laughs> Fisky. Um, now we're going to be left with Commander Boomtown. <laughs> when did we start that podcast? I'm a good officer. <laughs> uh, that's coming back in like three days. I know. I'm very excited. By the time this this airs airs like it's a fucking radio show. By the time <laughs> this podcast comes out, it'll already be out, and I'm and I will have watched Boom. it seven times through. Hell yes. Um, but yes, yeah, so I like this. This is another thing that I always forget about this episode. One, how jarring and like incomplete the revelation is about uh, Lee's former love interest on Caprica. Did she get a name? Uh, and no. No. I mean, maybe in the credits, but yeah. I wouldn't even know what to look for. Right. Um, and two is the, the, the death and like, subsequent revelations about commander fisk mm-hmm. um i mean we see like very early on after uh uh the one of the few instances that uh, rosalind's in this uh, episode is you know she's she's called basically a meeting with uh baltar adama and fisk about uh the goings-on of a black market amongst the fleet and how troubling that is to her and we see her take a a, a weird kind of conservative stance of like 
you know, we've got to stamp this out. I, I'm all for free trade, but like these people, like they got to be free trade by the rules. And, <laughs> I don't know. I did like, it's an attempt free trade, to but only if I control it. Yeah. 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 It's, it's an attempt to work like some weird, like political socioeconomics yeah. into the show. Um, which again, all things that would happen, but do they contribute anything? Eh. Uh, you know, and there's a, a nod to like, oh, you know, so-and-so was sick and Billy had to trade liquor to get it. And like, I mean, that kind of sounds like how economies work when there's no currency. Yeah. It's, it's really not that different from like, yeah, yeah cut out the middleman. Also, yeah. I, I, I will Money say, being the, the I, I just remembered cause, cause Caleb, you mentioned, uh, Fisk's death. Um, there is one moment in this episode that really shines and it's a Doc Cottle moment. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Do you have the script up? Cause I, I don't, I don't know the exact line and I don't want to butcher um, it. So after this meeting where Fisk is like, you know, Adama, you just, if you want me to hunt these people down, you say the word Pegasus is ready. And you see like, he, it seems like he's kind of like eager to like prove himself to mm-hmm. Adama uh, and then he goes back to his quarters on the the Pegasus, and we get a very classic, like, oh, I was wondering when you'd show up sort of scenario, but we don't see the, the person that he's talking to immediately. Uh, and then suddenly there's piano wire around his throat, and he's he's being garroted. Uh, and we do briefly see uh, Bill Duke as Phelan. But then we do cut to uh, the morgue in Galactica, and uh, Adama walks in and greets the, uh, the, the doctor and asks, uh, you know, if you, if you, if you know what, uh, what was happening. And he's like, uh, Admiral, Colonel, uh, I'm just getting started, but from the looks of him, I'd say he was garroted. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then he ashes into the open wound on that man's neck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is, it is important to note that there's a very substantial wound on Fisk's neck that yeah. is very obvious what happened to him. And he's just like, <laughs> ah, you know, I haven't quite finished the autopsy, but... <laughs> He does, uh, he, he, something catches his eye and he reaches some, some tongs into Fisk's mouth and he pulls out, uh, what looks like an, uh, oddly, uh, octagonal coin, but you know, somewhat oblong, uh, and they refer to it as a cubit. So I guess that's, that's a unit of their money or what it, what it was in the before times. Um, and as they go to, you know, Adama and Ty go to leave, Adama says, if you find anything else, let me know right away. And Kyle says, if I find anything else, I may retire early. Referring <laughs> to the, the money that he pulled out. That was another thing that, like, why introduce something I thought, I, I said to Kitsy, I was like, oh, Silence of the Lambs. Like, I thought we were going to get some cool serial killer shit. I think it was literally just to, like, to show that there's ties to some sort of, like, mob activity mm-hmm. going on. Uh, and New Jersey, yeah, New Jersey. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I mean, it's, it's referencing that like now that there's some sort of like mob activity going on in the fleets, and that kind of puts the the seeds into um, Atama's head that like you know we really need to like investigate this and and you know figure out the cause. So like it kind of kind of helps set in motion. The events, but I feel like they would have looked into Fisk's death anyway, because mm-hmm. like a high-ranking military official just suddenly dies, you know, less than five minutes after they they saw him. Um, it's fine. So again, <laughs> like the 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 cubit in the mouth wasn't necessary. No, no. Um, it 
it makes some sense in the context, but it doesn't contribute anything, much like the much episode. Like the episode. <laughs> <laughs> yep. This is this episode is the cubit in the mouth <laughs> of Battlestar Galactica episodes. Uh, I'm just gonna just gonna start referring to anything that like contributes nothing to my life, but like just like fills a, an empty space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this, this is this is the cubit in the mouth. <laughs> Don't look a gift cubit, cubit in the mouth. In the mouth? That's, that's uh, nothing. That's nothing. I'm sorry. Don't Delete look a dead fisky in the mouth. Um, oh. I said no, last. Dude, week, that's where the cubit is. Oh right, that's where the cubit is. I got confused. Otherwise, you won't find it, <laughs> and then you'll and then you won't know what. Yeah, you'll miss out on that treasure. Exactly. Um, I said last week that uh, that I, I bet that um, people were going to come around on Fisk. I forget exactly what or who I was talking about, but they really set him up like he was going to be around. <gasps> Is Fisk a Cylon? I, I do want to point no, out. No, we can't so, answer that. I, I do want to point out that someone did come around on Fisk right around his neck. <laughs> With a piano oh. wire. If Fisk is a Cylon, you have to tell me. Otherwise, it's, I don't, it's actually. entrapment. Um, also, is no, the it's, direct it's spoilers line... spoilers if we do. Oh, right, right, right. I forgot what this show's about. Um, is Does Fisk say, I wondered when you'd... What's his line, exactly? Let me see. Hmm, well, I wondered when you were going to show up. What does Six say in that first episode? Doesn't she say some... Does she say those exact words? Remember? It's something very similar. It's not the exact words, but she's uh, like, I wondered when... When you'd get well, here? Actually, it it might have been. I know it doesn't really matter, but in a show that feels to me, with all this has happened before, all this has happened again, times a flat circle, etc., like those kinds of repetitions um, are significant. I-M-H-O. Stands for I am ho? <laughs> Excuse me? Um, <laughs> hey, you said it. <laughs> Rude. Uh, That's not how you spell IHOP. <laughs> Who does Adama point like a, a point to be on the case? Like who does he who does he set uh, in motion, set loose? Starbuck. Uh, not Starbuck. Should oh. be Starbuck. It should be Starbuck. Okay. But, you know, in all fairness, Starbuck got the last case. That's true. Here's 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 my proposition for you two right now. A detective show starring Katie Sackhoff. Yes. Obviously, but uh, I think we should spend the rest of this episode of Set Condition 1 talking about what we think the episode would have been like if he had sent Starbuck instead of Lee and she had done some dope shit. It would have been 10 minutes long. She would have <laughs> gone in there, said some dope shit, done some dope shit, and it would have been over. The answer is Lee. <laughs> Adama appoints Lee, his his law-loving son, uh, to take the case. And it's interesting because they they have this moment of uh, hanging out in the uh, the commander's quarters, uh, the admiral, excuse me, uh, the admiral's right. quarters, uh, and you know talking through. And he's like, you know, I, I want a, a full investigation, and I want you to lead it. And you know, Lee is re- you know, reluctant because he th- thinks that someone from Pegasus should be involved. Uh, and Adama makes a great point that you know Kane's gone, but like people still. Like, kind of feel her influence, and, like, I want this, you know, I want this to be handled by someone I could trust. And Lee's like, not so long ago, you mm. wouldn't have said that. He's right. That's such a good, like, let's right. not forget what's happened in just the last few weeks. Papa. And I mean, even I did says, do a mutiny, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> that one was my bad. That was on me. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the Admiral even says, like, you know, we've, we've all been through an awful lot. Uh, and later on, uh, he kind of questions Lee as an aside about 
his whole experience uh, since coming back from being shot down uh, in the in the attack on the resurrection ship and how he's been different, been been changed. Lee kind of throws it back at him, like, "Well, as you said, we're, we've all been through a lot lately." I'm like you, dick. <laughs> <laughs> Real talk, I think I think Lee needs some therapy. He does. And there was several times throughout this episode where I thought, like, here's your chance to open up and, like, really talk through some of these things. Uh, and he doesn't. He puts it all on the sex worker. Right, right. And she is not getting paid nearly enough for that. Yeah, she's just trying to get, get some money and make a living to help, you know, feed her daughter. She's, you know, she's making it work. And he is just piling on her and bringing in haunted dolls to try to give to her daughter for no reason and yeah what was hard pass where did he where where did he get that like that's i don't he traded some some liquor for it didn't he say (laughs) yeah but for everything else is nearly identical to our world except everything is octagonal and their dolls are horrific like i'm sorry have you seen the horrific dolls that exist in our world because that's pretty on brand hear me out Mm -hmm. replace this episode with an episode about a haunted doll that was (laughs) cursed by someone in the fleet yes where is the spooky halloween episode (gasps) but it's fucking like full-on like annabelle shit yes yes (laughs) i would love that some shows you know how they have spooky halloween episodes that like are suddenly the supernatural exists in this universe. So I would love that for Battlestar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Just like mm-hmm. a haunted ship shows up filled with haunted dolls. And that's it. I wrote it. There, we're done. Cool. There's a haunted doll maker. Mm-hmm. Do you, Andrew, how mad are you going to be when at the end of Battlestar Galactica season four? Don't fuck with me, Kitsy. We just, we cut to Katie Sackoff waking up in bed going, wow, that was a weird dream. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if as herself too, as herself, <laughs> yeah, not even as Starbuck. I can't say this to you two because it's y'all aren't my friends when it comes to this, but I did and still do count Lost as one of my favorite shows. So I'd probably, I'd probably get over it because I will, I will put up with some silly shit in the name of a show that I love. Um, Clearly. That's good to know. So. (laughs) (laughs) What if that is how it ends and you spoiled it just like that, just very casually, season two? Oh, that would be be amazing. Um, (laughs) He does some sleuth, and and the first thing that he finds uh, is all of uh, Fisk's contraband, including uh, some some Capricorn cigars, uh, which coincidentally are Baltar's favorite brand, uh-huh. uh, and a bunch of jewelry. We find he finds a, a bracelet uh, etched with the initials ET. Uh, and you heard it here first: ET crossover episode. <laughs> it's canon. It's canon. All ET the exists in this universe. In are fact, octagonal. In fact, ET was the early, was the, an early Cylon. That's true. He was an early attempt at making humanoid Cylons. They got it real wrong. <laughs> <laughs> what they just That only happens in the prequels. <laughs> That's what Caprica's about, right? <laughs> they they make him and they go, Oh no, they send him off to Earth instead. Like, get out of here. <laughs> oh no. no. no this, we, oh, this, we do get a, a great opportunity to see Baltar 
Baltar's way through a situation uh, where he he walks into Fisk's quarters, uh, or rather uh, gets into an argument with the guards posted outside of Fisk's quarters, yes. demanding to be let in, uh, only to be allowed in by Lee, who is very curious to know why uh, Baltar happens to be wandering in five minutes after uh, the body Caleb. was taken away. Caleb, I just... I'm sorry, can you... Can you go back to where you're talking about the contraband? Hold on. I was just going to ask okay. the exact same question. I hope we're... Go ahead. No, he doesn't want to. Please? I'm, I'm your friend. Come on, help me. Kitsy needs what? you to set them up. Are you waiting for something from me? I said yes. Yeah, no, I, you want you to, to I need you to up. say the word contraband. Contraband. Man, he made out like a contrabandit, huh? Oh. oh. Mine was going to be better. What was yours? Well, I just was Googling celebrities whose initials are E.T. So that then when we say E.T., then I could come up with somebody and I could be like. But Emma Thompson was the only one I could find uh, who I thought most people would know. I'm so. sorry. Contrabandit is way better than Emma Thompson. Whoa. See, I'm just, I'm just busy thinking about how the mini bosses were a contraband. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> nice. We all had bad jokes. It's fine. <laughs> I'm just in all your doubt. I'm leaving all three in. Sorry, listeners. <laughs> no one's no one's still listening no, to this episode true. at this point. I, I, I guarantee it. That's fair. If you're still listening to this episode, please tweet at setcon number one pod. I should know this. That's it. You should. It's your job to run the fucking thing. You should definitely know at it. At setcon number one pod um, with whose joke you thought was best. It's okay for the answer to be none. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> no, a valid to, answer. You have to pick one. Actually, like, here, no, you have to pick whose joke was worse, and that person gets go. voted off the podcast. Perfect. Well, we might get I some more responses that way. I should have gone for a worse joke. <laughs> 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 oh, hey, uh, sorry. This is just coming in, uh, just coming in hot here across the wire. Uh, we have multiple greatest contacts, so we're going to go ahead and take a quick break and play some commercials for no reason because no one's listening at this point. And then uh, <laughs> <laughs> once we're done with those, we'll come back and I guess we'll keep I don't talking know what we're going to do because for... doesn't matter. None of this matters. Stay tuned. I'm Michael Fight, and I'm here with a brand new show called Fight Jokes About Everything. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we're going to bring up a brand new topic, something that's hot on the internet because because I live on the internet. And we're going to take those silly things, and we're going to joke about them, and we're going to, you know, talk a little bit about the history of them and talk about why the internet is such a terrible but wonderful place. So please join me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for this brand new Night Shift Radio original. For more information, go to nightshiftradio.com, and of course, subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Hi, I'm Sarah Sweeney, host of the new podcast, Latchkey Kids. Right now, we're all at home, left to our own devices without any adult supervision. Each weekish, I'll talk to my fellow Latchkey Kids about what they're up to, how they're wasting time, and, because I can, make them perform a dramatic reading of a TV show theme song. So join me, wherever you get your podcasts. Mindless monsters, once thought human, fill the streets. A corrupt government threatens the lives of the people it's meant to serve. This sounds a little too familiar. Is this real life? Or a video game you can play for fun? 
Shift Talk Q, Night Shift Radio's newest original production, is your LGBTQ centered source for creative and thoughtful discussions and news at the intersection of gaming, diversity, and community. You can expect unboxings, game reviews, let's plays, community nights, celebrations of what video games are doing right, critical conversations about where the gaming industry needs to do better, and so much more. Be the first to know when new episodes drop by following us on Twitter and Instagram at NSR Shift Alt Q. And on Twitch at Shift Alt Q to join the community. For more information about Shift Alt Q, visit nightshiftradio.com. Speaking of across the wire, which you said before the break. <laughs> I did. Which we're, which we're now back from. Are uh, we? I can never tell. We, we are. I'm telling you. Oh, okay. Um, did anyone catch Fisk's sweet cordless phone? <laughs> what? <laughs> no. We're so used to everything on Galactica being like halidated and they like all of the like communications devices are corded and uh, like... Oh, the, the doors have like manually sealing hatches. And then you go over to Pegasus and it's like full on Star Trek, like whoosh, automatic opening doors with the whooshy sound. Uh, and then, um, you know, all the, their communications equipment and all like all the, the CICs bright and shiny and everything like that. Um, Fisk goes to make a, a call like to the, I don't know, to the, the CIC or something like that from his, from his quarters. Uh, and, picks up what literally is like a fucking cordless phone from like, well, let's, we'll say from the mid two thousands. That's incredible. <laughs> I love that. I wonder if it's like little details, little details. Well, yeah, because like y'all said last week, Fisk is a kind, a kind of relic in the same way that, that Galactica is. So it makes sense that his phone would be, this one works. Like it does what I need it to do. <laughs> He's not upgrading. Well, um, do you think he has to pay extra for long distance? Mm, I guess it depends. I mean, long distance was still very much a thing when this show was made. So if they had to write it into the script, it would be there. Who is keeping up with the phone companies? <laughs> Who's- Listen, you think you think if the, if the fucking apocalypse happens and we all have to leave this planet that Verizon, Verizon. isn't going to keep trying to bill us for our fucking phones? Yeah, Are you they kidding can't me? get out to your house now, but you bet. There goes our Verizon sponsorship, huh? Cylon Telecom. <laughs> it long ago got shortened to CT because they, they were... Um, yeah, there, there were there was problems with the association. Uh, yeah. well, then, after, oh, well, then the after the merger, whatnot. right? Of course, yeah. <laughs> Sharon just shows up at your house and jams her arm into a telephone pole. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even need it that bad. What Never if, mind. What if that's what Baltar did for a living? Like he he was like the CEO of like a, a telecom company or something. Well, hold on though. We really he was the CEO of, of Caprica's first uh, internet uh, service provider. But like basically, <laughs> so I was talking to um, God, uh, Capcom. Oh, there it is. Caprica Communications, Capcom. Yeah. No, we know. <laughs> I'll see myself out. Thank yeah, you. No, it was good though. I think that might save you and the listeners. Listeners, no, that's why I'm you, leaving. I'm going to leave on a high note. When you tweet to vote, you don't get to count that joke. You have to pick our three worst jokes to pick from, listeners. Um, but uh, I was just to I Baltar is a real conundrum to me because I I think it was last week where I was like, why does he even like he's not 
a doctor who he's not a blood doctor i don't know what you call them um vampire no wouldn't it be like a hematologist hematologist boom he's not a hematologist um and how do you know he's all because we do know what he did um he was some kind of like computer engineer and that's the connection he like developed the security system that's why six was dealing like was running around with him and the the like tiniest little connection they make that makes him the Cylon expert on the ship is that because his expertise is in AI and Cylons are technically artificial intelligence, that's how that happened. So there's no reason he whoa, should be... Whoa, whoa. That, that is, is true. classist. But th- I mean, that is like... But that's straight from that first or second or whatever episode. That was just me not remembering. Thank you to uh, Dr. Cohen for reminding me that that's where he came from because I was trying to figure out what what science he's a tist in and it's computers, <laughs> which is wild because if y'all remember, he doesn't even know how to turn one off. Mm-hmm. So what, I remember that vividly. Well, I, what okay, is, what so is maybe happening? It's, maybe it's one of those things where like, you know how like kids today are like really good at iPads, but you put like a traditional computer in front of them and they try to touch the screen and they can't make it work. Like uh-huh. maybe that he's just so good oh, at computers okay. that he doesn't know how to use the ones on Galactica because I mean, they're so old. I would almost buy That's that. That's kind but of then, my running theory. But fine. Okay. But then also you don't learn about blood in computer school maybe you don't i mean depends if you're working on hardware uh you learn about blood real fast if you're working on hardware (laughs) is because it hurts your fingies because you see you cut yourself a lot sometimes yeah Yeah. especially replacing the uh what what was that one repair on the mac pro like the old the old mac pro that that like everyone always cut their hand on every single time they did it the backplane board was that the one I think, I mean, that's the one that you had to, like, very much gut the, the machine to get to. Uh, and even Apple is not immune to the uh, the rampant issue with uh, PC chassis where, like, for some reason, every interior edge is just fucking razor sharp. <laughs> okay. Like, no, one, no one's found a, a solution to that problem yet in however many decades of computer manufacturing. I wonder if you just cut the corners. Maybe that's why Battlestar. Like octagons. Yeah. Octagons is the solution. Yeah. Okay, but for real, PC Chassis is a good ska band name and drag queen name. That's the first one we've done that is actually good and good for both. Yes. Please yes, welcome to is. the stage, PC Chassis. And it could be now either I'm one. I'm picturing, like, Gaius, like, finishing up his doctoral dissertation, because uh, he's still, you know, very young, uh, while working on an octagonal-shaped... Uh, <laughs> Tangerine MacBook or iBook. <laughs> so I think the thing, Andrea, that, that you're not considering here mm-hmm. in all seriousness is that, yes, he he was a computer scientist speci- who, who specialized in artificial intelligence uh, by day. Mm-hmm. That was his job, right? That's what he did for a living. But his passion, his true calling in life, <laughs> his hobby, the thing he did at, uh, after hours was Blood. Just blood. <laughs> He's a blood He's hobbyist. Just super into blood. Not even in like a weird way. He's just really curious about it. He wanted to learn a lot. He liked collecting it. Like, you know, normal, normal, normal stuff. Normal stuff. I still, does blood have a shape? Like. Well, uh, I think blood takes the shape of its container because it's a liquid. I don't even have a, I mean, that's true, right? Like, I know blood cells are shaped, but like, the, I still, I know this isn't even the, what this episode's about, but the hexagon v. octagon blood thing is, I think it's well, stupid, but I'm not sure. 
Well, here, okay, so you know how everything is an octagon unnecessarily, in, mm-hmm. it, and they don't have, like, circles, apparently? Like, uh, maybe that's, like, that all the way down to the cellular biology. level. That's beautiful. Like, like, that's intelligent like, design right there. Yeah, like, circles <laughs> just can't exist in this universe, so mm-hmm. everything has to be an octagon, and yep. even, it's right down to the blood, like, the, the I, cellular level, everything's, you know. I kind of buy Ronald that. Ronald D. Moore, more attention to detail than God. <laughs> That's what the more stands for? That's what the more means, yeah. More attention to detail. And the D well, stands Ronald for detail. D paying more attention. Ron, detail Ron, more. Ron, detail more. <laughs> oh, my God. That's great. Um, so there, in addition to other things that don't really move the plot along or make a lot of sense, there is a, a, a little bit of an interlude where, like, D apparently is uh, not so happy with, with Lee because she's like, you know, where is this thing going? And, like, I mean, it's going to Earth, hopefully. Um, <laughs> He's like, I'm not a pilot. What are you... Right now, once again, as we as we mentioned, uh, Lee is very much in need of therapy, and uh, you know, he's he's not talking to D about his problems. Which again, he probably shouldn't. He should see someone who's actually qualified. But like, yep. he's not talking to anyone. And so when she tries to confront him about it, he just like closes down completely. And she's like, "Well, fuck it. I'm gonna go do <laughs> sit ups with Billy." <laughs> we uh, we saw when uh, when Lee came back from his uh, from his float trip and um he was talking to starbuck and he's like i didn't want to come back (laughs) starbucks seemed to be like having a little bit of a moment we have that like awkward like d kind of half peeking around the door watching um but what i had totally forgotten about until the the flashback uh like previously on whatever at the beginning of this episode uh was the scene where uh lee and d uh get a little close after their workout mm-hmm. and Billy is creeping from the other mm-hmm. side of the room. I'm like, ah, uh, so that know, whole... there it is. There, there's some tension. Yeah. It's tension for the span of, it seems two episodes, man, this episode really is wild because like good. I mean, good for D. I love her. She is not afraid to call somebody out to like, cause there's that scene that that's so great with Adama where she's like, you know what I think is, um, you're not, I forget exactly what, but she calls him on his shit too. She's not afraid of anybody. She sure does. She's, she's great. Um, and I don't think Apollo, neither Apollo nor Billy deserve her. Um, but also that I'm going to end up cutting this because you know who I'm does? Like, you know who does? Who? Starbuck. Well, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, anybody would be lucky. Uh, although she's got some, we need to get a couple of therapists on board and then everybody can start. Mixing and mingling, um, but they all got to work on themselves. Maybe Doc Coddle can just be the therapist. He's a doctor. It's like I don't know. Get over it, kid. Coddle or Baltar? That's your choices. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Who would mess you up worse? I feel like Baltar would, because like he would because he would try, right? <laughs> like he would, he would try and be so bad at it that he would make things worse. Whereas oh. Coddle would just be like. Put your pants on and get over it. Sometimes that's what I need my therapist to do, though. You know what I mean? So, like, I think there are ca- yeah. there are occasions where Coddle would be useful in a way that I don't think is ever the case for Baltar. How did we get? Why are we talking about therapy? Oh, because Billy so, watches D flirt. Because everyone on the show needs, needs therapy. It. Because on, everyone needs it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so so Lee's off doing his slow thing, and <laughs> he questions Baltar, who stumbles around the fact that like he. 
like really did absolutely have nothing to do with the killing, but can't seem to like to to respond without making himself sound guilty. Uh, <laughs> you know, we have uh, he he finds the the bracelet and confronts uh, Saul Ty. He's like, you know, your your wife's been trading with the black market. He's like, no, I did it, so we could have some fucking grapes. Um, and so we, we see, start to see a little bit of the, like, I, I think this might be hints of like the, the class divide. Cause you know, we've got an officer and his wife who had like all this fresh produce and we hear, you know, word that throughout the fleet, people are like barely scraping by, if not possibly starving. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so like that, that seems problematic. Uh, and then finally, uh, Lee tracks down uh, his. Well, actually, he he's tracked down by uh, our old buddy Tom Zarek. Uh, oh, I who forgot. Has nothing to do with the black market. Doesn't know what's what's going on at all, and like certainly can't help you. But uh, they're on a ship called Prometheus, and you're looking for a guy named Phelan. Uh, and if you go there and you talk to Phelan about the black market, he can tell you. <laughs> I Zarek is a good uh, shortcut on the show when you put it that way. Like he really is. It, it just it, like takes Lee, who's wandering aimlessly, and like, just <laughs> turns him slightly and gives him a little push. Mm-hmm. I like Zarek as a plot device. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I mean I like. I think I like Zarek genuinely. I mean, like. But also after the a... initial weirdness with the the ride on the prison ship, Tom Zarek becomes low key one of my favorite characters <laughs> just because he's like he's that like subtle thorn that everyone <laughs> just kind of keeps like getting jabbed by when they walk by. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just there to cause just a little bit of trouble. So after Zarek points Lee in the right direction, uh, we get to to see the the payoff for the the opening sequence where like it opens with. Uh, Lee's got a gun on Phelan and Phelan saying, you won't shoot me. You're not like me. Like some sort of cliche line. Uh, and we, we get full circle back to that where Lee tracks Phelan down and confronts him. And he's like, you know, we, we can, we should put a stop to this peacefully. Like you're trafficking children. Like you've got this, uh, ring of sex workers that you're mistreating. You, you know, you're withholding medicine, like the, like all of these bad things that like we know are happening. And Fallon's basically just like, yeah. So <laughs> and I'm and? I'm as bored with you right now as Kitsy is with this episode. <laughs> uh, and like he's he's not having it. And so Apollo does some uh quick uh fancy footwork military kung fu action <laughs> and gets the gun from one of Fallon's goons uh and points it at Fallon. And if we get this sequence now where we're back at the beginning and Phelan's like, you won't shoot me. You're not like me. <laughs> and Lee's like, all right, so here's like, here's here's how we're going to do this. And like basically gives him an ultimatum. Like we're going to end, you know, the trafficking and we're going to like, we're going to play by some rules and you can keep your black market and like, oh, everything's fine. And Phelan's like, hey, you know, I don't want to. And he's still like hanging on to this idea. Like you're not going to. And then pff, Lee shoots him. Yep. <laughs> I I loved that. I thought that was in my head. All I could think of is like anytime, anytime someone spends that that extra bit of energy to be like, you're not going to kill me, uh, and like that, like why doesn't the person just do it? <laughs> just, <laughs> it's like just to shut them just, up, just to prove the point. 
oh, oh, won't I? Uh, and and Lee does it. And Lee um, does it. Not that I'm condoning the killing uh, of anyone, but like it just that's one of the few things that makes sense for the uh, the plot of the yeah. story. Well, they've given us <laughs> the get out of jail free card, which is put children in harm's way. And then our heroes can do anything to prevent that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's it's just by that way. I also get the feeling that this episode is in some way setting up wherever Lee's character is going. Um, this is like a dark episode for him in a lot of ways. And I, and I wonder, my speculation is that if this episode is doing anything useful for the show, it's it's that. Well, I'm also finding myself wondering if it's setting up like the next act of Tom Zarek. Because we see that, like, after Phelan is killed, uh, Zarek steps in. And, like, you almost get the sense that, like, maybe he was, like, like, hey, like calling the shots from the shadows to begin mm-hmm. with. But, like, now he stepped in and, like, the men are reporting to him. And they strike up this kind of tenuous, like, truce with the the uh, the military where they'll allow the, the black market to continue with, like, the, 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 Lee, the rules and restrictions that Lee had put in place. Um, you know, so long as like they don't step too far out of line, Galactica will let it run because it's kind of a, it's the devil, you know, situation. Like if they shut it down, it's going to pop up somewhere else and they've got to track it down. In the meantime, more people could die and it could be even worse people in charge this time. At least now we know it's Tom Zarek and a bunch of guys who are scared (laughs) of Lee. Right. (laughs) Where there's no regular market though, is the thing. So like... Mm-hmm. That's a great point. Your that options they never are addressed. Yeah, your options are like military organized trade, I guess, or the black market. So it's not even like, and it's not even the black so market now because it's in a way it's regulated. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it's it's really just the market. It's the market. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I like the um, in the the transcript here. They refer to it, uh, in the description as being like a, a bazaar. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Honestly, I think that it should just be the Colonial Bazaar. That's, yeah, I mean, also that's a cool name. I don't know what it would be for it because it's not a ska band or a drag queen, but Colonial Bazaar is, is, is rad. But um, that's, that's the ship we I'm were, on, the Colonial Bazaar. Exactly. How bizarre. Uh, if we were a standalone show Boo. and not part of a larger network, uh, which you can find over at nightshiftradio.com, oh. uh, our merch store would be called the Colonial Bazaar. <gasps> That's so good. I did love that the ship that the bazaar is on is called the Prometheus, uh, which is like deep into the uh, the mythology, you know, the, the stealing fire from the gods to give to the people, and you know the the black market folks like could kind of try to make a case of like, oh, that's kind of what we're doing. We're we're giving like freedom to the people when really there it's the other way around, mm-hmm. and like that, oh, like. There's some there's some potential deep meaning in here. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, so Lee uh, doesn't resolve any of his issues whatsoever. <laughs> uh, gets rejected by Siobhan. Uh, no surprise there, because like, why should right. she want anything to do with him? He's special. Uh, she's like, you know, we are not together. You are not my daughter's father. Like, you are a client, and you need to leave now. Mm-hmm. Um. And so he does, and D kisses Billy while doing sit-ups, <laughs> and Rosalind is very unhappy about the black market being allowed to continue. Uh, Lee gets snar- snarky with his dad, and 
that's an episode. And it's business as usual. Yeah. yeah. Rosalind has little room for a uh, gray area in her in her life. She she really does have very little and it's fun. It feels like the more she like feels definitively about something, the more wrong she is. <laughs> like she was absolutely yeah. certain that uh, the baby needed to be killed last week, uh, and God. it turned out to be the one thing that saved her fucking life. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I love her. So. Still, I do. I just her judgment, man. She's she's flawed in in that particular way. She needs a little more nuance. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Like Adamus. Andrea. Yes, yes. I, I know that there's uh, not <laughs> much to go on from this episode, but uh, any new thoughts, any new theories? I just, I think, um, I think if it's given me anything, it's that Lee's weird turn, angsty teen turn um, in the last few episodes uh, seems to have been fueled by what was going on behind the scenes. Um, I still think we're getting set up for something for him. I don't know what. Probably he's a Cylon. Um, and I got more of the weird vibes with D. I don't know. Um, hmm. Her. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but no, I guess not. I don't think. I think I hated this episode a little less than Kitsy. I don't know. Uh where I fall um, against how much you hated it, Caleb. But uh, but I but you know I'm just excited to have new content um, from the ship in my in my brain to to mull over. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, no. Uh, col- col- ColonialBazaar.com now forwards to our merch store. Nice. Excellent. <laughs> That's very good. That's what I've been doing the past five minutes. I was. I watched. I there was it. a moment where I was like, I feel like Kitsy paused their screen. Like you were so intent, and I was like, they just left. But you were doing important work for the for the podcast. So thank you. Excellent. So uh, that said, if you want to visit colonialbazaar.com, <laughs> uh, you can check out uh, all of the greats, uh, second edition one, as well as. Uh, uh, merchandise from the the rest of the Night Shift Radio Network, uh, but Second Edition One. If you've heard us talk about it, there's the just like stunningly beautiful uh, so Commander good. Adamo's Oops All Meat cereal uh, design that you can get on uh, a variety of not edible things, <laughs> uh, <laughs> as well as some some great uh, Second Edition One themed uh, themed merchandise, uh, hoodies and T-shirts, pet Caleb. hoodies and whatnot. I'd Kitsy. argue that they're edible if you try hard and believe in yourself. I mean, anything is edible if you try hard and mm-hmm. believe in yourself. But uh, And just for the lawyers, please do not eat any of the merch. <laughs> we do not recommend it or condone the merch. It is not for consumption. Please do not ingest it in any way. Thank you. Plus, I mean, my That's legal. Lo- I said it. It looks better when it hasn't been eaten. That's, That's accurate, a yes. a really good point. Um, also, I'm a big fan of all of our shows, which is not just me being um, diplomatic. I, I am really um, a fan, and I listen to, to everything on our on our small, but qu- it's not even small. I can't even say that on our uh, quickly growing network. Um, but I'm really excited about a couple that we've added. Um, so Sarah Sweeney's Latchkey Kids and Shift Alt Q, which I mentioned earlier, and which you will have heard an ad for um, in the 
break, which I'm producing and sitting in one of their co-hosts, Jesse's getting his wisdom teeth out this week. So um, the same week that you, yeah, the same week that you hear this episode, I believe you'll be able to hear me uh, filling in over there. Um, I feel like I'm the network substitute teacher. You are. <laughs> you absolutely I'm just are. Like, I love um, it. So, yeah. So, that's our um, LGBTQIA plus focused slash centered video game podcast. It is um, great and fun. And there are already a handful of episodes up. So, uh, go check that one out. ShiftAltQ.com. By the time we uh, this episode airs, I'm fairly certain that not only those two, but uh, a third show, uh, well, all three have launched. Because uh, we just launched uh, our uh, our relentless uh, master of the, the network, uh, uh, our uh, our fiercest boss, uh, Michael Fight, has uh, started to fight That's jokes right. about everything. Uh, where he he picks topics and he jokes about them, and uh, aptly titled. And, I mean, the, the, it, it's right there in the name. I don't really it have is, to tell you much about it. It does what it says on the tin. Uh, <laughs> but also, if you can believe this, in all of our contracts, he actually has a clause that we have to listen to it every week and every then text week. him and tell him how good it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he put that in our contracts yep. before he even created the show, and that's just diabolical. I sh- and really, then, I should have read that any, thing. If any lawyers are listening from what I said earlier about eating the merchandise, uh, please help us get out of these contracts. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, the attention to detail here. Can we just every week I want to make up a new show that doesn't exist on the network, but who knows at this point because every week we're launching something new. So, so stay tuned next week for, uh, for, for my new show, too many podcasts. It's a show about how many podcasts there are. I want to do, I want to do a podcast. That's an episode by episode commentary of set condition one. <laughs> it's like these fuckers. <laughs> God. It, like, but it has to be three other like, people. It can't be us. Anyone listening to that show where they talk about our show, it's where we talk about Battlestar Galactica, I want to know if those people, like you know, four layers down, get any understanding of what Battlestar Galactica is <laughs> actually about. No. That oh, it's it's like a really complex telephone game yeah. trying to see if you can convey, yep. still convey what the show's about if you just keep doing commentary shows about commentary shows. Yes, yeah, so that tune into Set Condition Two, our um, Battlestar Galactica fan cast, uh, Set Condition One fan cast, fan cast. Set Condition Two is a good a good name, just so everybody knows. It is. It's an Thank excellent you. name. Second edition uh-huh. two sounds like our not quite as serious, more joking around, like <laughs> oh, less on topic yeah. Battlestar Galactica I, podcast. We you know, because this one's so focused and serious all the time. Like fucking out here with a clown horn and second edition two would be all of our all of our bloopers. <laughs> there you go. God, nobody wants that but us. I don't even want that all the time. I, I don't even want that. <laughs> I kind of do. <laughs> We'll set it up just for you, Caleb. <laughs> so with all that said, we can hope, and I personally believe, that next week we'll we'll be back to seeing Starbucks doing, doing some dope shit. Um, I looked ahead just at the episode title, and I remember that it involves Starbucks doing dope shit, and that's yes. not a spoiler. Oh, good. We need that. Starbuck we desperately need that. Shit. When do we have uh, to watch the movie? Soon. Mm-hmm. Uh very soon. Yay. Sometime in 2021, definitely. This was episode 14 uh, after episode 17. <gasps> That's going to be right around in time for my birthday, I think. <gasps> that might be the week of my birthday. <laughs> it's very soon. Very, very soon. Yeah. Um, 
Of course, we'll have more details as that approaches, but uh, we do plan on uh, attempting to incorporate other Battlestar Galactica media into uh, this show where appropriate, uh, including the uh, there were two or three kind of feature-length uh, films that fit pretty nicely into the story based on a specific watch order. Uh, and so we're going to uh, do a special episode where we talk about Razor. But until then, we are going to go watch the next episode. Yeah. Uh, and we will see you next week at the rendezvous point. So say we all. You always say it second. So say we you- all. <laughs> Fucker, so say we all. Begin jump prep. We're leaving. We'll be back. Start your prep. Set Condition One is a Night Shift Radio production. Visit nightshiftradio.com for more information.